We talked about this. Hi, hello. Hello, Goodness and welcome gracious. to the home of professional podcast. I'll get it one day. So five more years. I just I don't uh, I don't understand why people would choose uh, the 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 time the moment of someone's death to disparage them. Talk about colonialism. Know, just to just really you know. Uh, I don't get it. Uh, same thing when, when uh, Jackie Walorski died recently, mm. um, her husband posted, you know, the fact that she died posted on Twitter. And uh, obviously you're a political figure. I don't expect everybody to agree with you. And just people, hateful, horrible, hateful comments. And I was pleased to see that um, among the hateful and disparaging comments, uh, from folks who were coming from the other side of the aisle and were, were very uh, just, you know, good. She deserved it. You know, that kind of thing. I was happy to see the number of Democrats, I assume older folks with a little more who ingrained values Democrats and not- uh, who came in and said, we don't do this. Yeah. Don't, this is completely inappropriate. And, you know, I, so I was glad to see that there is still some sense of decorum among some people out there and I pray that uh, while we are not, you know, we're not a political podcast, we're not going to become a political podcast. There's plenty of that. Too many. But, um, but I do pray that we as a people, and specifically we as a church, as the church, uh, churches in general, that, that we can find a, uh, have the wherewithal to give a better example, that, that we can shine the light that, um, people can see us and rather than seeing our political parties in our conduct or see, you know, that the, they can really see the reality of Christ reflected mm-hmm. in us. And, and if we just if we can just remember why we're here, uh, then uh, I, I heard um, I think it was John Stone Street on the Breakpoint podca- podcast, uh, just in a passing reference, just talking about the, the fact that we um we sort of have an obligation as Christ followers to live a a, uh, a wartime lifestyle mm-hmm. that we need to remember that we are here uh, and there's a battle going on around us. And, and we're not just, um, it, this isn't the be all and end all of our existence. We are here for a purpose. And if we can remember that purpose and remember why the Lord has put us here and what he's left us to do, uh, then I'm not in any way saying the world will magically get better and we'll usher in the, the millennium and uh, you know, with our good behavior and, and so on. That's, that doesn't appear to be uh, in my reading of the scriptures. That does not appear to be the, what, what the Bible is telling us. And Jesus said, it's going to get worse. You know, we're right. going to have these troubles in Matthew 24, so on and so forth. <clears throat> um, the picture does not seem to be that, but the fact that this is not the end, that whatever we're doing, we have a higher purpose. Mm-hmm. And so when, when in John 15, when Jesus says, abide in me, he's not saying, you know, have a political party tied to my name. He's not saying, you know, fix the morality of the world around you. What he's saying is literally, I am the vine and you are the branches. I am the life and you are to find your life in me. Let my life flowing through you produce fruit that people can see that they can that will nourish them and so on uh and in this fruit the life of the vine is seen in us the branches which as it turns out is something we talked about on sunday so as we as we were talking sunday uh 
Jesus said in, in 1511 that I, I've told you these things. This is I'm telling you this so that my joy can be in you. It's interesting. He's using the analogy of the vine and the branches. His life is in us. And when his life is in us, when the, 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 uh, the Christ in us produces fruit in our lives, then he says, I'm telling you this so that your joy may be complete. You'll have my joy in you and, and your joy will be complete. And I, I do actually appreciate uh, the New Living Translation. It's not a, a literal translation, but the connotation of, of that is clearer in that than it is in others. Uh, the Amplified Bible um, does a really good job of bringing that out uh, by design, they amplify the translation. They take the the more literal, and then they add in the connotations, usually in parentheses or some some sort of a thing to let you know that's not the literal part. Right. But the idea that the fullness of joy is like, if if we can picture the analogy, uh, just sort of this this metaphorical idea in our minds. You can tell I've been driving chickens today. My brain's still in driving mode and not thinking and talking mode. Uh, but if you I kind of hope you're thinking while you're driving, if you have a not about podcasts, <laughs> well, actually, I probably was, but not this podcast. Uh, so Thanks. If, if you have a, uh, if you have a, a coffee mug that you've filled to the brim, it's it's a, it's at the very top, and you try to carry it across the room. What's going to happen with the coffee? It's going to get all over your floor and everything else. Your hands, and, and, you need a skin graft. And the reality is, I don't pick it up when it's that hot. It scares <laughs> me. Uh, but when you know, when we are filled with Christ's love, and you know, because we're abiding in Him, we're we're you know connected, and, and uh, His life is flowing through us. Then He fills us with that joy, not not the silly happiness kind of thing, uh, but the abiding joy of Christ in us spills out onto everybody else, which is that specifically why we took a break uh, from our uh, time in numbers. And by the way, I want to apologize to anybody that's actually been paying attention because I misspoke uh, a few times uh, on the podcast and in the sermon saying, next week we'll talk about, never listen to me when I say next week. I pretty much never mean that literally because next week could be tomorrow. It could be, you know, three weeks from now. Uh, and, you know, I don't pretend to have power over what the Lord wills. So uh, have a little uh, James 4 thing with that as well. But reality is, I just am not good with time. So when I say next week, what? take it for what it is. It, will say it means in the future at some point in the in the nearer than farther future. So anyhow, we had a prayer group on Sunday. It was on time and we stopped on time. That's because that was my only job was to make you had sure one job. That was, my job you did is it not, well. not to do anything but manage the time. You did it well. So anyway, uh, as we're as we kind of stepped away from numbers this week, uh, the reason we were talking about John 15 is because we uh, welcomed the imagination. I did it again. I don't ever do this and I get perturbed. And now I've done it twice, twice publicly, in a public setting, twice right? publicly. And now it's on the internet forever. And now I'm just going to sit here and be angry with myself. Well, imagine worship. Imagine worship, <laughs> which... Uh, you don't need to use your imagination. Which my daughter uh, happens to be a part of, and uh, is it's just been a real blessing to us. Uh, imagine worship is the dance worship team uh, of Dance Arts. Um, it's an educational dance studio in Stevensville, Michigan. And uh, I should have had the phone number. 
I throw it up there. But anyway, uh, the, we'll add to it in post. They, they have a, a, a tour season where they go around to nursing homes and different things and try to bring the love of Jesus to people through dance. And so as they uh, do that, we invite them. It's kind of become a tradition for mm-hmm. us. Um, and it, we've it, had uh, Miss Sarah, the instructor on, we were talking at least once, if not twice, yeah. at least via phone. I know that. Yeah. And, and so. her heart for the Lord and her moms that, that you know, they, uh, Ms. Rhonda used to own the studio, and Ms. Sarah just recently has taken over the studio. Um, and, and as they're um, as they develop this, even outside of Imagine Worship, one of the things I really appreciate about um, dance arts is uh, it, it doesn't take a whole lot of brain to know that uh, there's a lot of unwholesomeness in dance uh, in general, in a lot of ways. Uh, and especially today, we see so much, you know, inappropriate, unwholesome, immodest things. And even when uh, you're not talking about the dance worship team, just in the general um, teaching or the competition teams, uh, they do an excellent job, I think, of instilling an attitude of wholesomeness and modesty uh, while uh, offering a professional level of, of uh, background to, mm-hmm. to be able to bring the training and instruction of these girls. So a uh, very strong <clears throat> foundation in ballet, which leads into everything else from hip hop to jazz, contemporary tap. It, and, and I think they did most of those styles uh, when they were here Pretty on Sunday. Them, yeah. um, but to be able to take uh, songs about Christ and, and sometimes songs that perhaps the artist didn't write to be about Christ, right. but they, uh, convey a particular message that that takes us there. Uh, it's been a great thing, and uh, it's very unusual for us. And anybody who's been connected to real life knows I I do not um, take the guardianship, if I can use that term, the stewardship of the pulpit lightly. Um, this is where God's word is preached, and so we uh, we're never going to let God's word not be the center of of what we do when we gather. Um, but we sing a couple less songs and, and uh, I, instead of having a, a full sermon, I have a little bit of a shorter thing. And um, just to be able to focus in on that and see the overflowing joy of Christ mm-hmm. in these uh, in these young ladies. Um, and it doesn't have to be young ladies, but that's what's right. in it right now. And <clears throat> uh, there was one particular song toward the end. I think it's uh, feels like joy, if I remember correctly. Uh, it was the Christmas song that the the younger was uh, group was doing. It, it was pretty awesome. They'll be doing a Christmas show a little later on, and uh, um, I, I think I sent a text message to our worship team. I was like Christmas. Yeah, it, it, it just it was to see, and I, you know, I can't speak for anybody else. Well, I can speak for some people because I could see them, um, but it took like you know the first half measure of the first song uh, for me to, you know, have uh, my emotions start mm-hmm. to overwhelm me as I'm watching these girls uh, and, and just thinking about, they started out with uh, the commission, the, the song from Cain, um, which uh, I'm still getting, I'm adjusting my mind to a female singing the part of Christ first person, which uh, in, you know, the, <laughs> they're not trying to make a statement by that. She's just the singer singing right. the song. Right. And, and anyhow, it's uh, it, it, it just to think about these girls working through this. And uh, one of the neat things that Miss Sarah has done, um, she she's 
not doing it this year as they're preparing for the Christmas show, but uh, it's put together a night of worship where mm-hmm. you bring in some preachers and so on. Last year we did it at the studio. Um, I was there, Rob Nash from uh, Sawyer Highlands Church. Uh, I think Mike Bedig was there. I can't remember from Converge in New Buffalo. Um, um, Pastor Andy Hanage from, I can't remember the name of his church right now. Uh, I think it's the Church of God up in, in St. Joe Benton Harbor area. Um, not First Church, but there's a, anyway, uh, he was part of that. Uh, I don't think Corey Kugel, uh, he's in my head right now because two of his daughters Mm-hmm. Uh, we're dancing in the in the team, but it was kind of neat to to just be able to be there to to have the girls dance. And at the dance studio, she had preachers come in and, and bring a word from scripture for you know five or ten minutes. And yes, I did it in five minutes. So anyhow, or whatever the timeline was, uh, but it, it just was it was really neat to see that development. And one of the things that she did along with that was she took the girls into Chicago to mm-hmm. go and, and share the gospel with people. So they uh, they went out in the park, they danced, and then as they interacted with the crowd afterwards, uh, uh, looked for opportunities to share the gospel with people. So she had me come in and, nice. and we talked about how to go about that, how to properly, uh, appropriately present the gospel, that uh, just the reality that uh, God created us to be with him and our sins separate us from God and, and we can't undo our sin uh, with good deeds, we can't make up for it and balance the scales right. and religion doesn't fix that. But paying the price for our sin, Jesus died on the cross in our place as mm-hmm. our substitute. And then he rose from the from the dead uh, for our justification, showing that the, the check cleared is a, right. a phrase that uh, I'm stealing from propaganda. Uh, but anyway, uh, that that picture puts us in a position where Every everyone, and this is the the John three sixteen. Everyone who trusts in Him alone has eternal life. And God loved the world, wretched sinners that we are, stupid humans, as Miss Rhonda said. Um, as much as we are prone to wander, God, knowing our sin, still sent His Son while we were yet sinners to die in our place. And everyone who trusts in Him alone is received. No one is turned away. Uh, that's a, a, a powerful reality that I think we don't deal with mm-hmm. enough. Too, too many Christians doubt their salvation because they think somehow, you know, my coming wasn't effective. I didn't do it right or whatever right. else. Uh, but Jesus is really clear. You don't come unless the Spirit, the Spirit of God puts it in you to come. If the right. Father draws you. And if you, you come, I won't turn you away. If you come, <laughs> nobody gets turned away. And so that's it's very simple. Nobody who wants Jesus is left out. And nobody wants Jesus and, uh, unless the Spirit changes your heart because our hearts are too too hostile to Him, too sinful to be able to do that on our own. So that picture of life that's eternal isn't something that's just pie in the sky by and by. We right. should never neglect to talk about heaven. Uh, <laughs> Shelly sang a song years ago, um, and I don't even know if you can get music for it anymore at this point. It's from a, uh, a short-lived but very good uh, duo uh, called Two Hearts, uh, Carrie Hodges and her, I forget her husband's first name offhand because it's been the 90s, you know. So, uh, But there's a group in the 90s, and they did a song called uh, um, 
I think it's just called going home, but is it, is it anybody talking about going home? What's, what's wrong with us as Christians that we don't talk about heaven? You know, we don't mm. sing about heaven nearly as much as we used to. And when we have that to look forward to, and we recognize the power of the gospel, that we are separated from God for eternity. And and the, the picture of being condemned already, already dead in our sins. I don't have to do anything to go to hell. Hell is my destiny until God himself reaches in and pulls me out of that. Mm -hmm. if, if there's anything that ought to cause an overflowing joy in us, wow, shouldn't that be it? I mean, the fact that I'm here talking to you, rambling and saying a lot of nonsense probably, and breathing rather than in hell already now is God's grace. Mm -hmm. And and we should be celebrating with every part of us. And so uh, when we see that picture in in the Psalms from, you know, Psalm 149, 150, or we look at, you know, David dancing with exuberant joy as the ark is re being returned uh, to the point of, of, you know, his wife, like, <laughs> really classy, very dignified of the king here. And, and David's like, uh, you ain't seen nothing yet. Hold my fago. I'm about to get real undignified as, a, as I'm doing it. So, you know, <laughs> you know um, so as, uh, as the joy comes out of us, it overflows in every part of our lives. Yeah. And, and, and I want to make sure that I'm really clear in saying that if, if, if it only comes out in um, ecstatic expressions mm. or, you know, we get moved by music and we're, when we're singing or our joy only comes out in dancing, you know, uh, I'm only happy when I'm dancing kind of thing, you know, that that's not the joy of Christ. Right. That's the flesh being moved by stimuli. When we're truly filled with the joy of Christ, the, the joy of being in Christ, abiding in the vine, his life flowing through us, then that joy overflows by bearing fruit, by walking right. with him, by displaying the character of Christ, by living a daily lifestyle of repentance, as Luther would say. Because the difference of that is the joy that you might feel from doing something you love or something you're good at or whatever, it's so fleeting. And mm. then you're left constantly like chasing the high that you felt yeah. doing that thing. And that's not to say, and I think people stereotype Christians all the time as, you have to like be happy all the time. Right, yeah. And that's not the case either. Like it's absolutely not biblical and right. we don't see it so, in the narratives either. So there's a difference I think between having that constant joy through Christ and, but that doesn't mean you're just plastering a smile on your face all the time, you know? No, I mean, that's the thing is, is joy in Christ and the joy of being in Christ, the joy of Christ is it's a real joy. Mm -hmm. It's a reflection of the reality of Christ in our lives. And you and I were talking before the podcast started uh, about a situation of complaining and, and so on. And gratitude is a huge thing. Perspective is a huge thing. When we, uh, when we see things through Christ illumined eyes, mm -hmm. then it looks different to us and we are less self-focused. The same way when our joy is rooted in these things, in the stimuli, in you know the the dancing, the music, the the dynamic emotive preaching, if that's what's sparking our joy rather than the spirit, then when the preaching isn't as good, 
right. or the music isn't as good, then our joy leaves. It's going to go away. That's a me-centered kind of joy. That's that's a happiness that that's based on our circumstances. And the joy that comes from abiding in Christ that gives us, I mean, he's talking about giving us his joy right. completely, fully, to the point of overflowing in this abundant life, the John 10, 10, I came to give life and life to the full or life abundant. That picture comes right on the heels of him saying, if you don't bear fruit, my father's going to cast you off and, and you'll be burned in the fire. That's a pretty stark warning. This is a pretty heavy duty thing. Jesus doesn't shy away from the bad news, but the bad news is the dark setting on which the diamonds of the good news sparkle. And so right. we want to make sure that, that we understand that joy in Christ abides, it remains, even in the darkest times. Mm. Even when I don't feel happy, I still have an abiding joy that can only really be grasped by those who have experienced it. When when Paul um, talks about a peace that, that goes beyond understanding, that surpasses our understanding, I think that's a big part of what he's talking about, is right. having that, that underlying joy that says, I know it's going to be all right because it's in my father's hands. I don't know how it's going to turn out. And, and these circumstances might not turn out the way I want, but I belong to him and he loves me and he is wiser than I am. And, and he is, you know, kinder and better to me. He's better to me than I've been to myself. And so when, when God does a thing and it looks bad to me, when I know him and I'm abiding in Christ, then even in the struggle, even when the struggle is real, even when I'm uh, just falling apart, I'm not falling apart. Mm. Uh, they, uh, Imagine Worship, actually, a number of years ago, I don't even remember how long it was, did, uh, did a dance to, I think the title is Unsteady, uh, which is oh, not yeah. a Christian yeah. song. but That was but, a pretty popular song, actually. It was like mainstream radio. Yeah, and, and I never thought of the song right. in that same context. Those are my favorite songs, by the way. And I, I started thinking that. I think I, I haven't done it in a while because I haven't listened to the radio in a long time. But um, songs that I've heard a million times before would start to get a new, I'd get a new perspective on it. Yeah, you shared yeah. that before. Where, and and, and I think really, that's that's yeah. what happens when our mind changes, right? right. And, and we start to see things through a different lens. Because clearly the artist didn't mean it like that. Right. But. You know, and, and we've done, I mean, right. shoot, we're... We've done nine to five. <laughs> we are a, a, a Christocentric, Bible-saturated, Bible-teaching church, gospel-focused, and we, uh, we really are not by any means trying or desiring to be innovative or new or anything like that. But man, we've done, you Dolly know, Parton, Dolly Parton, Johnny Cash, uh, Journey, Boston, Boston, you know, uh, Tom Petty, Bruno Mars. We've did Rolling Stones and John Lennon to, to make the point of, of the, the message of what's going on. And God uses all of these things. And so, you know, what I loved about that song is when, when we think of dancing as worship, very often we think of that joy, you know, the overflowing joy part and, and the happy, upbeat kind of stuff. But Christian joy isn't always that. Sometimes right. it's in a minor key. Right. And and so then, when we when we yeah. see like that song on study, you know, I, that sometimes is our faith. Sure. I'm just I'm I'm bent down. I'm I'm just struggling. And uh now I 
Now I'm thinking of Matchbox 20, actually. So I got it, there was I got a, stop, so. it was on Easter a few years ago. I want to say it was called The Passion. and it. Oh, with Tyler Perry? Or yes, it, yeah. yes. And um, Trisha Yearwood was in it mm-hmm. as Mary, the yep. mother of Christ. And she sang... Put a lot of people in that. Yeah. And she sang... Um, it was a popular song at the time, too, and I'm going to forget it. I'm uh, Barely Breathing oh. when, they, when they crucified Christ. And I'm like... This, if this show does one thing, it's well, it's taking popular songs yeah. and that were songs that were popular. That they did a Katy Perry song, like uh, unconditional or something like that. And they was taking popular songs of the time. And I'm like, this is dope because this is going to connect with people who would never right, think yeah. those songs are, are would see it from that perspective. Right. And I don't know, you know, I watched, I didn't see all of it, but I, I watched a fair chunk of it. And I don't know that you're going to walk away from that and understand the gospel necessarily. Right, right. But there, but for those who know the gospel, those who are already connected and abiding in the vine, man, there, there's such a, a, I'm trying to put a phrase with what you described of being, there's such a shift mm. in the paradigm as we're looking at things so that old things become new. And it's kind of, I don't know if I can say that's a metaphor for what happens, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, that's a metaphor for what happens in us, right? Right. Because everything old has become new, right? The the old has passed away. The new has come. We're a new creation in Christ. And so, you know, when so we read... So it's going to spill in, out of you in every way. Right. Everything and when we read in Scripture, to the, to the pure, all things are pure, that's because He changes our hearts. And so now I don't think the same way mm. that I used to. And that I think that's one of the things that um, that Imagine is accomplishing in the hearts and minds of these girls. I, I'm, it's not like they have uh, theological training. It's right. not, you know, it's not a Bible class. It's a dance, dance group. Right. But in the process, here's what I love, is the genuine faith sure. of the instructors, of mm. the adults in the room, and uh, very often of the older girls who, who have been in I there. I was going to note that. Kinda, that it overflows yeah. onto the younger ones. And they get to experience life not in some you know made-up way, right. not some forced religious way, not pretending to be joyful all the time, but to actually experience joy in Christ. And you can see that. And we're running out of time here. But... Um... One thing I noticed on Sunday when we were watching Imagine Worship, especially I saw it mostly in the first song, The Commission, mm-hmm. um, and then a, a couple other ones, I guess, that ones that had a more serious I wish tone. you could see Commission in the full stage. I'm sure it'd be beautiful. Uh, full stage, um, but... I know we're supposed to be watching their feet and their bodies, and I was. But uh, I looked at a lot of eyes and a lot of faces. That, that's part of it. I, yeah. Absolutely. And you can see it in, yeah. in especially a lot of the older girls. And, you know, in some songs they're smiling and they're performing. They're performing. Mm-hmm. But you can see it in in their eyes that they're they're believing what they're dancing yeah. what they're they're believing in their movements and how and that's how they're worshiping yeah. and um i think miss sarah even said at one point you know thank thank you for letting us worship with you in this way yeah. and I, I that's new to me because obviously like music's a big deal to me and i i worship through that every week but i'm not a dancer so that uh that it was. Really I tried cool. to get her to dance for y'all on the podcast. Yeah, but, it wasn't know. happening. The one time I did a song, she said she'd do it for the audio only edition. But. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was going to say for the paying people, but that sounds weird. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not go there. Um, 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's none of my business. <laughs> but no, it was just cool to see that in in this younger group. I mean, it was the older girls you can mostly see it in, but even that, you know, they're teenagers at right. most. Um, I think Emma's on the older, older end. Side. She might be the oldest one in yeah, there this year. And she's 16. Just right? turned 16, so, yeah. Yeah, so it was really cool to it's see that. It's weird for her to be on the older well, end, though. It was really cool to see that in in a society where you think of the younger generation and you're like, Huh. Like what's what are these kids thinking? What are they doing? Were they like maybe I should spend less time on TikTok. But um, yeah, so it was really it was really good to see that and really really restorative to to me anyway. Yeah. So well, and and like you were saying with the you know you can see it in their eyes and their faces. There's something about and uh, I, I know you've brought this up before, uh, and we've talked about it personally a lot when you're singing or playing. You, there's something about needing to believe it. Yes. There, there's a difference. You can be tremendously talented, but I got to believe that you, you believe you what you're doing. You can't fake it till you make it in yeah, these situations yeah. where and, people are going to see it. And, and you can see that, you know, or it comes up for me a lot is cover songs. When people yeah. will, will cover an artist's original piece and it does not have, it can sound musically the same, it doesn't not have, have the same yeah. power right. until you know that they believe it. Right. So. Well, we'll stop there for at the risk of going over. So, yeah. <laughs> but thank you guys for joining us. We'll get back to numbers next week, this coming week. Um, Literally, right? You know, Lord willing. Not, yes. Not, not me this saying. This isn't Rich making week. a yeah, false promise. Yeah. I, I won't say what specific verses but, we're going to cover, but we'll get, we will get back to numbers. Lord willing, it will be numbers 11, <laughs> okay. 31, and following okay. to the end of the chapter. Okay. So. so we will get to that. So thank you guys. And I've for already listening. given you the whole sermon, so you already know. Oh. Okay, well, <laughs> I'll get on that. So we'll catch you guys next week. Thank you for listening. If you have any comments or questions, uh, you can email us or send us a message on Facebook or YouTube or call us at 269-756-RLCC. Catch Cheers. you later.